Welcome to the Spiritually Armored Podcast, where we are going to address the problems of this world using God's inspired word. My name is Devin Singleton. Uh, this is Jeremiah Settle. Yep, I'm Jeremiah. Uh, we're just two Christians working to learn more about God's word while helping others to understand it. Uh, we are members of the Churches of Christ, as can be seen in Romans 16, 16. We don't hold any denominational views, and our goal is to follow the Bible as closely as possible. You can listen to this podcast on YouTube, where you can watch the video as well, or we'll also have the listen-only version on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Jeremiah? So we, we sat down together and we talked about how we wanted to start a podcast and uh, maybe put on some other social media sites. And we were talking about there's not a lot of uh, true, authentic Christian type uh, podcasts out there. And that's, that's what we want, which uniquely there is actually one that is called the Authentic Christian Podcast, but that's a good one. So but, uh, what we want to what we want to do is just kind of share and talk about the issues that are coming up in this world. And it's, it's really easy to see that there's a lot of problems that our world is facing, but all those problems and issues can be solved with the Word of God. And one of the um, things that we're going to talk about here in episode one is distractions. Now, uh, a distraction is defined as something that prevents someone from giving full attention to something else. And an example would be like, say, I come home. I know there's chores and responsibilities I need to do, such as cutting, cutting the lawn. And Instead, I look at my PlayStation. I'm like, wow, that looks like a whole lot more fun to play my PlayStation than actually mow the lawn. I'm going to do that. Well, my PlayStation is a distraction. Or, while sometimes my wife will drive on long road trips, and I'm sitting there in the passenger seat, and I'll be staring at her, making weird and funny faces, and uh, she's trying not to look at me, but then she looks, and what's, what's happening? She's not focusing on the road. So I am the distraction at that point. And so what we're going to talk about is some distractions that we might experience in our life. So Devin, I want to ask you, do you ever have distractions that interfere you from doing your normal everyday tasks? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, we, you can look and there's two different types of distractions. There's internal and then there's external. Some examples of internal distractions would be waiting for a brighter tomorrow. You you had a bad day and you want tomorrow to be better. Or it could be more long-term than that. You worry about the things you're going to eat, the clothes you're going to wear. Um, some people worry about where they're going to sleep tonight. Uh, you think about times past that may have been better for you. Look at others as an, as an example of social class or wealth. Yeah, like keeping um, up with the Joneses. Type exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, and a big one in today's society, and even among Christians, is making money your life goal. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also the external distractions that we can't necessarily control. We may always get these distractions. You know, they come in the form of phone calls, text messages, social media, which we can't control. Um, there's family. There's Conversations that may be going around us, um, your work, your coworkers, traffic you may be stuck in coming home from work. I hate that. Um, 
these are these are all simple things that we encounter on a daily basis and there's things we can do to control them but we may not be able to control when they happen yeah i agree and so what i am seeing and i've noticed it at worship i've been i've noticed at other places that i worship at uh the, the church seems to be facing a whole bunch of distractions. And I believe Satan is using these distractions to steer us away from focusing on God. That's right. Mm-hmm. And if we could be more occupied with those distractions, uh, it, it keeps us not focusing on our heavenly reward. And that's mm-hmm. an issue. And it reminds me of two scriptures that I want us to focus on. Uh, first scripture is Matthew chapter 13, verse 22. Uh, Devin, you want to read that for us? Sure. And it reads, Now he who receives seed among the thorns is he who hears the word, and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becomes unfruitful. So right here, Jesus is having this parable about this sower who goes out to, to spread the, king, the seed of the kingdom. And it's falling on all these different types of soils. And one of the soils that the seed falls on is the thorny soil. And notice right here, the cares of this world and the deceitfulness and the the riches of the world choke the word. It chokes it out. Mm -hmm. It smothers it. And that could be us too with distractions that we face. Well, certainly. Uh, The other scripture I have is 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 10 and 11. You got that? I do. For Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world, and has departed for Thessalonica, Cretans for Galatia, Titus for Dalmatia, and only Luke is with me. So we think about Demas right here. He was one of Paul's companions. He was going on his missionary journeys with them. But there seems to be something while during that missionary journey that distracted him. Don't know what it is. We're not, uh, we're not truly told, but... It seems that he loved the things of this present world. And there are a lot of distractions in this present world, just like there's a lot of distractions during that time. Mm-hmm. And what can we do? We can leave Christ. We can forsake Christ by doing that. So, Devin, here's what I got. Preparing this, I have three points that I want us to uh, focus on. The first point is there are distractions that keep us from godly living and worship. Mm-hmm. The second one is children and the distractions that they are facing today. And then thirdly, I want to talk about discipline. How can we discipline ourselves from these distractions? So let's go into the first one. Distractions from godly living and worship. Uh, Devin, Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but have you ever sat in your in your pew seat there at worship and you're like man i can't focus mm-hmm. i'm like i'm doing my best but i just can't focus right now on the singing on the sermon or i and i i'm falling for this even for the lord's supper mm-hmm. and I, to your point it's truthfully it happens more often than i'd like to admit um but you know just like all of the distractions that we see in the world and the things that we have to do in the world, we also see those same types of distractions in when we're in worship, external distractions and also internal. Those external could be, again, you know, things you have to do at work when you get home or 
the travel for work you have to do later in the day or a favorite song that is of the world that you have that you've been listening to a lot recently um and i've even been distracted by one of my favorite shows having a new episode come out later Mm -hmm. and then even inside the building when worship is happening there's distractions that can happen there internal distractions um i've been distracted by babies crying yeah and i'm not blaming this on the parents or anything this is this is my fault for getting distracted at these things but i've even i've even seen people be on their phones scrolling through facebook through worship yep and my question to them would be why even come to the building why even spend your time there if you're just gonna spend spend it scrolling on your phone right not paying attention not giving your all to god and and you you mentioned it there there are some distractions that we can't control they're they're just going to appear because somebody does something or something just happens sometimes a phone goes off you know that's Mm -hmm. a distraction within itself you're like really you didn't turn your phone off uh but sometimes we bring the distraction to worship and we could have prevented that mm-hmm. we could have prevented that distraction and the problem becomes is like when we are consistently doing this what happens well we are being distracted from our focus on god it's like if my wife is trying to have a serious conversation with me all the time but all I'm focusing on is the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. Mm. It's a yep. great show, but what's more important? More important is is my Your wife. My wife, exactly. my wife is. Uh, so, but what could I have done? Well, well, maybe when she's talking to me, I could lay the show aside and I could focus all my attention on her. And I think people forget that. It's like when we come together to worship or we are living our godly lives, those things can be put aside, and we don't do it. Uh, it, and what it causes, it causes then God to get our scraps, the scraps of our time. Mm-hmm. Because when we have those distractions in front of us and we're more occupied with them, we're saying that comes first. Yeah. That comes first before God. And that should not be the case. Absolutely not. And uh, it kind of had me thinking about a guy that was distracted in scri- uh, Scripture. And that was the rich young ruler. And that's in Matthew chapter 19, uh, 21 through 22. And I, I think you got that for us, don't you? Yes. And it reads, Jesus said unto him, If thou will be perfect, and go and sell that thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. So this, this rich young ruler... He was going to Jesus. Well, what can I do to inherit heaven? And Jesus was telling him within the context. I mean, you go back to verse 16. Uh, And so Jesus finally tells him, this is what you need to do. This is your distraction. This is what is preventing you. Mm -hmm. But when he heard about it, he was sorrowful about it. Yeah. He couldn't let that distraction go. So the question is, can we let certain distractions go so we can be more focused on God? Yeah. And I, I... I think a good example of this is recently I found myself spending way too much time on social media. Mm-hmm. So what did I do? Well, I deleted it. I said, well, I'm spending too much time. I need to spend more time in God's word. And since I deleted it, that's what I've done. 
Yeah. I've spent more time in God's Word. That's just one example of what we can do with these distractions. Yep, and I think it's a great example. So let's go to point number two. Is uh, We're going to talk about children and uh, the, the distractions they are facing today. And let's just face it, children are <laughs> facing a whole bunch of distractions. I mm-hmm. mean, it's, it's sad to say. Uh, we can't even go to a gas station without being distracted by something that's on a screen <laughs> trying to sell something. It, it's, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what we have noticed from frequent or more recent studies is that uh, young children, after high school, when they leave the home, they are leaving the church. Mm-hmm. They have nothing to do with it. And this is not just in the churches of Christ, but this is actually in uh, the denominational world as well. Mm-hmm. And you think about kids and some of their, their biggest focuses that they have right now. A lot of kids are more focused on their hobbies. They're more focused on fitting in, their future career choices, uh, and even testing like some of the waters of sin and uh, prom- promiscuity. Mm-hmm. And those are a lot of distractions for kids these days yeah and it's really sad to to see those things happening i mean we see it where we attend we've seen it several times um and it's hard to talk to to those who do leave um because their mindset is different from what our mindset may be right but at the same time this is also for people who are going to be who are or are going to be parents soon this is one of the hardest things. I mean, I've got, we have a child coming into the world soon. That's something I'm thinking about quite frequently. You know, how am I going to show my child that God is the most important thing? And even when I was in high school, I had distractions like this. Yeah. I played baseball, and on Sunday, there was baseball tournaments. Where was I? I was at baseball rather than at the assembly. So I learned the hard way, but it happens. But we just have to understand the importance of showing our children who they should be serving. Exactly. And one of the things that's been said uh, at our congregation, uh, and I'm going to even say it right now, is that we may have children that are there with us at worship physically. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to mentally and with their heart, they are far from there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they are completely separated from what's going on at that moment, and they are not con- connected with the church. They are not connected with the things that pertains to God. I- I'll give you an example. I had a team in my class not too long ago. While I was teaching the class, I- and they had they had their hard Bible out, and that's that's my requirement. You have to have your hard Bible out mm-hmm. while reading. But this person had an earbud in mm. and I walked around and I took it out and they were listening to music. Mm. So they were not they were not focusing on the class at all. And like just kinda like you said, I've I've known teens that are more occupied with being at sports events than they are at worship. Mm-hmm. And then I've known teens too that are more focused and they can know more about entertainment and certain things pertain to entertainment yep. than what's going on at worship and that's to me that's also a huge deal because Mm -hmm. what we're seeing is children are having to be entertained in order 
to be a part of something, and that's that's not right. Right. We don't want entertainment. We want engagement for mm-hmm. our children. And it even goes down to I've seen one to two year olds in public at restaurants with their families mm-hmm. on their iPads or whatever device they have, and that trickles in to their older years. I mean, you see it on so if you scroll on social media, you see videos of these kids on at the dinner table eating their food, watching something on their their d- tablet with their family, yeah. their grandparents. Yeah. These kids don't know what they're missing. I mean, it's just really sad to see how how young children have gotten so distracted. Yeah, and what we're just trying to make with this point is our children need to be more connected with God and not with the distractions around them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have a couple verses that go with that. Uh, Devin, I think you have Proverbs 22, 6. Mm-hmm. And what does that say? Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. All right. Uh, next one is Ecclesiastes twelve thirteen. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. Another one is from Isaiah fifty four thirteen. All your children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children. All right. And I think you got a third John... Uh, chapter 1 verse 4 I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth and Jeremiah I think these verses just show that what it should mean for a parent to raise their children up in the admonition of the Lord Mm -hmm. and I have a scripture too and it's in Deuteronomy it's in Deuteronomy chapter 6 verses 4 through 9 Uh, a lot of people refer to this as the Shema and this is God's example right here for when it comes to uh, teaching your children. So this is, what, this is what it said in verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to, to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as a front, as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. And think about this, Devin. Just as distractions are everywhere in every point in time, God says, I need to be like that for your children. Distractions are everywhere. God's saying, I'm everywhere too, and they need to put their focus on me. Whenever they wake up, whenever they go to sleep, they need to know about me. Mm -hmm. Wherever they go, whatever they do with their hands, if it be at school, if it be at work, they need to know about me. And whatever they look at, whatever they touch, whatever you do with them, they need to know about me. And this is a fact. If we don't let our children know about God and everything they do, and every single day, Satan's going to fill that void. Mm-hmm. He's going to fill that void by using the world's distractions against them. And it, which is really sad, and we, we've talked about this a lot, is that sometimes 
the only Bible that some kids get is when they're at worship. So we're, we're talking like a Sunday, Sunday morning or maybe a Sunday night and then like a Wednesday night and that's their whole Bible. Well, y you still have, what what is that, five more days of the week? Mm -hmm. Where's their Bible then? What are you doing during the rest of those days? Are you teaching them? Are they reading the Word of God? And the thing is, I've known parents who've come up to me and they've said, well, I don't know about our son or our daughter. We don't want to pressure them too much because we don't want them to leave the church. Well, you're setting them up for failure already mm -hmm. if you have that mindset. That's right. And you're not teaching them about the Word of God at all during the rest of the days of the week. Mm -hmm. Simple as that. And truthfully, to follow God, we should feel a, pre a certain pressure to do that anyway. Yeah. I mean, we know what punishment awaits us if we don't obey Him. That right there, it gives me a pressure to wake up every day and go about my day in a way that a Christian should. Mm -hmm. So serving Him, as we read in Ecclesiastes twelve thirteen, that's our entire purpose on earth. And we should also instill that in our children right. early in life. And, and another thing, just kind of add to that, we are going to be held accountable for our children. That's right. I mean, we, we are responsible for our children. And I would hate to stand before God and have to explain why my child, you know, left the faith. Mm -hmm. If it was due to my lack of teaching them about God. Right. All right, so let's get into our third point, and we're going to talk about discipline right now. And let's just face it, everyone gets distracted, and they get distracted by many various different ways. But what may distract me may not actually distract you. Uh, I know a lot of people are distracted by social media. Mm -hmm. Not so much me. I can care less. Yeah, I watch a couple YouTube videos once in, once in a while. Mm -hmm. But a bigger distraction for me is if uh, I'm focusing things on work. Like even when I leave work, I can still be thinking about work. And that's a distraction right. for me. Uh, so to say that someone should uh, do such and such thing in order to get rid of that distraction, uh, it all depends on what they're being distracted from. Mm -hmm. And... I kind of give you an example. If you notice you don't read your Bible like you should, uh, but you have more time to watch Netflix or Hulu, you need to make some time adjustments. Either you need to watch less and read more, or what you could do, and uh, I, I've known uh, my wife to actually do this, she would start off at the beginning of her day by reading her Bible. And that way she can still have her activities and the things she likes to do, mm -hmm. but it doesn't interfere with her not reading the Bible at all. Right. And that's, we always hear this saying, make time. And we always hear it when we talk about wanting to be successful. You want to go to the gym every day. Well, you have to make time. Mm -hmm. That same concept can apply to Bible study. It should be a daily thing. And sometimes, and I know I've struggled with this in the past, I don't want to make time, but now it's a matter of, okay, well, I have 10 minutes. Let me read. Mm -hmm. And I do. Let me read in a meaningful way. So we just need to apply this make time concept to Bible study 
and you will see so much growth in yourself quickly. Yeah. And what was funny, like I, I've done two classes on Jonah so far, mm-hmm. and, and both those times uh, reading the book of Jonah, it's only taken like 10 to 15 minutes just to read that whole book. Yep. Just, you can get a full book done by just devoting 10 to 15 minutes of your day. And mm-hmm. a lot of us say we don't have time to do that. And even even in the New Testament, you can get some great doctrine from 1st, 2nd Peter, 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, mm-hmm. Jude. Those are very short books. Don't take long to read at all. Yeah, exactly. I have some uh, other examples. Uh, talking about paying attention, and I know we've talked, we, we discussed paying attention while at worship. You know, there's times that that I'm listening to the sermon, it's like, man, I can't, I can't pay attention. One of the things that I do, take notes, mm-hmm. take notes. You'll be surprised how much you can retain. So, like uh, the amount of stuff you will learn by just taking notes itself. Uh, like I said earlier, one of the biggest struggles that we have is social media. Uh, set limits on your social media if it is an issue for you, and that could be easily done in the settings on your phone. Uh, at least on on Apple devices, I know it can. You can go in the settings and type in screen time, and it comes right up, and you can set limits. Set a 30-minute limit per day for all your social media apps total. Yeah, and I, I've, I've even known people to actually go out and buy dumb phones yeah. so they don't have to worry about all the distractions when it comes to yeah. smartphones. Yeah. Uh, when, when it comes to comparing yourself to others, if that is a distraction for you, and I know it's a big issue today, uh you know, maybe sit down and list the strengths that you have compared to that person that you're trying to look up to. Also, if there's something that you want to improve on, take the time to improve yourself. So you don't have to worry about that being a distraction for yourself. Another thing is, and I know Emily's big on this, is creating a schedule and a routine for something. We have a calendar on our refrigerator. I, I'm not that type of person, but I can guarantee you that it has helped me out on a few things. Sure. Keep a schedule or create a schedule. Uh, this is a big one for me, this, mm-hmm. this, this one. Instead of listening to trash music or a political podcast, uh, listen to something that's going to educate you more about God's Word. That's right. And we mentioned the Authentic Christian Podcast. We're not... We're in no way related to them, but that's a great resource. Oh, great. I listen to that one almost every day on my way home and on my way to work. Um, I also listen to acapella hymns. Mm-hmm. That helps my mindset, and it teaches me in the process. So those are just a couple of suggestions that I have. I don't know if you had any. Yeah, like on my drive to work, uh, that's that's the one of the first things I listen to. I'll, I'll listen to Authentic Christian, or I'll listen to... Uh, Monte Vista Church of Christ, like mm-hmm. a sermon from them, or West Palm Beach Church of Christ, a sermon to them, it actually helps my day. Mm-hmm. It gets me on uh, the right foot, and I'm actually more in tune to want to think about heavenly things than some of the filthy things I hear in most music today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, another issue that a lot of people have is money. If you're always constantly worried about money, do I'm trying to... I want to pay the bills, you know, and don't we all, but instead of focusing on that, understand that God's going to take care of our needs. Pray about it. Make a budget. Get sound financial help. I can guarantee you there's someone in your congregation who has made some very good financial decisions and they're there 
uh, willing to help you with your financial needs. Yeah. So to think about that. Uh, so I, I have a scripture when it comes to discipline, and it's, it's what Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, and starting at verse 24. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who completes, competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore I run thus, not with uncertainty, thus I fight, not as one who beats the air. But I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. Now I did, I did sports in high school. I also did sports in college. And you did sports in high school as I well. I did. Now, to be an athlete, to be a good athlete, it takes discipline. Most certainly. It takes not just showing up to practice, mm-hmm. but doing your best in practice. It involves uh, eating the right thing, make sure you're getting the, uh, your workouts in, and getting the proper amount of sleep. Mm-hmm. That is what's going to help you win the race, to win the game. If you don't discipline yourself, you're not going to win that prize. Right. And it's the same thing when it comes to Christians. If we are not uh, applying spiritual discipline to our life, those distractions are going to take away our prize. That's right. Simple as that. That's right. So, as we close, um, the question that we ask you is, what's distracting you from God? Mm -hmm. Just reflect on those things that are distracting you and work on a plan to remove those things so that you can focus more on God. Work on a plan to bring God more into your life. Bring more study Bible into your life, more prayer. Just work on a plan to do that. Yeah, and I have to agree with those things. Also, maybe use this as a resource to help you to become more disciplined. Even though this is episode one, we're going to have more episodes in the future. And we want to just thank you for listening. But if you have a question about anything that we are uh, we have talked about today, or maybe in the future, you can always email us at thespirituallyarmored at gmail.com. And that will be in all of the descriptions where you watch these episodes of yep. each episode. Yep. Until then, till the next episode, catch you later. Mm-hmm.